Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. This time of year, many of us reflect on our lives, taking an honest assessment of the ways we've overcome challenges and examining our shortcomings. In this episode, Doug reminds us to reflect and refocus our posture and perspective that will position us for the breakthroughs for the new season. After the episode, consider leaving a review and follow us on your favorite streaming service. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. This time of year, many of us reflect on our lives and taking an honest assessment of the ways we may have overcome challenges or even examining our shortcomings. I've heard it said, yesterday's sorrows can be today's successes if the hand of the Lord is upon us. So, so true. I was reflecting on something I wrote in the beginning of 2016, and one of the things I sense is that it would be an important time of refocusing and recalibrating for the season ahead. Three of the things that I believed would be of great importance was this. One, to stay low, stay in a posture of humility. And number two, draw near, stay close to the presence of God, draw near to hear And number three, that we would incline our ears to hear. So when that moment comes that the Spirit of the Lord speaks to us, we would respond quickly and obey. And as I've said many, many times, simple obedience is the highest form of worship. From 2016 to just before entering into 2020, there was a culmination of things that I think we were all sensing about the season we were entering into. And that God was warning us over and over that we were to fix our eyes on the Lord, that we were to stay low in a posture of humility, draw near to his presence, and incline our ears to hear and simply obey when he spoke. And I would say, in retrospect, we have definitely come out of an interesting season the last few years. Personally, I believe we are now coming into another critical juncture or next season that we must be sensitive to the leading of the Lord in. Reflecting on the past without perspective, though, often leaves us with regrets. Regrets? We all have them. I know I do. Like the list of things I wish I had done or things I had not done. We can't change our past, but the choices we make each day define our future. Every experience can become a life lesson that becomes a part of our life message. We can't let past regrets keep us from being a blessing to others in the present and in the future. And when we reflect on the last few years and all that's gone on in our personal lives throughout our nation and around the world, we can't allow external circumstances to dictate to us who we are because we are a people of the Lord. We are not of this world, although we live in it, we're of another kingdom. And we need to reflect the light of Christ in a world of difficulty and darkness. So this next season is going to be so critical and important for us to not just look at the past, but to reflect, but now to refocus and get our perspective on the purposes of God and the present time in which we have an opportunity to let his light shine in a way that draws others close to him. Now, let me just digress for a moment and come back to the personal connection, what I believe the Lord is saying to us personally, so we can then join corporately for what God wants to do. Perhaps you or someone you know is feeling overwhelmed right now. It seems many are facing difficulties and personal challenges that have been exasperated by the national and global uncertainties that we all face. This past season has been filled with various things that affected all of us individually and corporately. 
that can leave us overwhelmed of heart, even anxious, stressed, even fearful about what's to come. So how do we as God's people position ourselves so that we're not overcome with these stresses, anxieties, and fears? Personally, when I think about the future, I intentionally take time to reflect on the significant and defining landmarks already in my life. See, God has brought me through every step of the journey, just as He has done for you. Even in our human frailties, God demonstrates His love and faithfulness and goodness to us. While I can't erase mistakes of the past, the decisions I make now give clarity, in fact, prophetic clarity and definition for my future. So don't be discouraged. God is leading us through a process so that we may possess the promises He has for us. We must keep His perspective, which gives us hope. There is much to be thankful for every day. As I've said in the past, thankfulness, appreciation, honor, gratitude, they can all go a long way in changing the atmosphere, even in our circumstances. An attitude of thanksgiving and honor releases blessings on us. When we worship God for who He is and what He's done, it can bring breakthroughs in our lives. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 is such an encouragement and should be a reminder to all of us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, unfortunately, our posture in prayer is often one of supplication and petition only, but we forget about thanksgiving and gratitude. When we're in a place of desperation, needing breakthrough, We tend to rush to the Lord to beseech Him for what we want or what we need. And He certainly wants us to do that. And He wants us to come to Him with all of our needs and even commands us to do it. But I believe in the context of the spiritual battles that rage at times in our lives, external, internal conflicts that we've talked about in the past, it's in those times that breakthrough comes when we come to Him with an attitude of thanksgiving, for as Paul said, in everything with thanksgiving. So years ago, I had great personal desperation and, and a need in my personal life for a spiritual breakthrough. I got home late after witnessing on the streets of Houston and seeing very little fruit. And I was so frustrated, tired, and discouraged. I didn't feel like praying. I didn't want to worship. And in some ways, I actually felt my heart becoming hardened. I fell down on the mattress in my dark room and cried out to the Lord. I sensed him telling me to read about the woman at the well again in John chapter 4. So I picked up my Bible and read the story. As I read it, I heard the Lord speaking into my heart the same words that Jesus said to the Samaritan woman at the well, give me a drink. I thought, Lord, I'm the one who needs a drink from you. And immediately I realized again what the Lord had said to the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, verse 10 and in verse 14. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked and he would have given you living water. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give will never thirst. But the water that I shall give will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So again, God spoke to my heart saying, Doug, there are plenty of times to come with supplication before me. Now, he didn't speak audibly, but this was a strong conviction of what the Holy Spirit was leading me into in this moment when the Lord said, give me a drink, just like he did to the Samaritan woman at the well. So there are times to come before the Lord in supplication and request and for our needs and burdens. There are plenty of times to ask Him for our needs. And I know the Lord wants to hear about them. But in this moment, 
And oftentimes, I believe we forget the most powerful tool we have, and that's the place of adoration and worship and praise. It gives us the breakthroughs we need. Sometimes we just need to come to the Lord and give Him a drink and thank Him for what He's already done and who He already is in our lives. So out of sheer obedience and not feeling like it, I began to thank God for what He had done in my life. I still didn't feel like praying that night, but the Bible says we're to give a sacrifice of praise. So I began to sing, praise the name of Jesus. Then I began to think of the many things I could thank him for, all he had done in my life. As I did, the Lord began to remind me of where he had brought me from. And suddenly, I wasn't just thanking him with my mind. My spirit began to come alive as I simply started having a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. Soon as I began to worship the Lord in this way, It wasn't just out of sheer obedience. It was not just a step of faith, but I began to sense the liberation of the Lord moving in my life and breakthrough that I needed. Again, not because I was coming before the Lord with petitions and requests, but because I came with thanksgiving and adoration and worship of heart. So as I've said before, if we could just realize that a little gratitude can go a long way towards effective prayer. When we appreciate God for who He is, we gain access to His presence in a fresh new way. We enter into the gates of His presence, and we enter with thanksgiving. And in His presence, great blessing and power is released. In that season, Psalm 107, verse 8 and 9, and Jonah chapter 2, verse 7 through 9, became rhema word to me. Psalm 107, verse 8 and 9 says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. And in Jonah chapter 2, verse 7 through 9, it says, When my soul fainted within me, or my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you, O God, into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy or loving kindness and grace. But I will sacrifice to you, Lord, with the voice or song of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed and keep my covenant commitment. Salvation is of the Lord. When we have a heart of gratitude toward God and show appreciation to Him or to others, there is reciprocation. That's part of the law of reciprocity. See, gratitude, appreciation, and thanksgiving releases blessing. It gives us a right perspective of who God is and what He can do. So we can pray with faith, in humility, and confidence according to His will. The following quote is something I wrote back in 2012. God has not forgotten you. He has a plan and a purpose for you that is greater than any of the temporary circumstances that may be plaguing you. You see, His word over you and your life is true, and He will be faithful to complete it. We must stand on the goodness and faithfulness of God and continue to declare His word over our lives. In 2 Chronicles 6, verse 17, Solomon prayed, And now, O Lord God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David. You see, Solomon knew the word of God spoken over his father David, and that word carried the promises for his own life. So Solomon cried out to the Lord to let that word come true, that he might see it come to pass. We too must pray earnestly for the purposes of God to come to pass in our lives. We're not to sit idly by, waiting to see what will happen all around us. No, God invites us to become partners with him to see his word come to pass. 
Jesus commanded us to pray as he prayed, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. You see, in the midst of challenges, God's faithfulness and his goodness are ever-present. But it's important that we do not let our focus turn to the circumstance which can cause us to doubt God's word for our lives. See, God is still bigger than our circumstances or the circumstances around us. When we stop to reflect on the landmarks of our past and what God has done in our lives, we see his consistency, his faithfulness, and his great, amazing, and abounding grace. You see, his word over our lives remains steadfast. His nature is unchanging. He is faithful to his word. He has not forgotten you. He's not forgotten me or his promises for our lives. Psalm 139, verse 17 and 18 is such a wonderful reminder to us. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Remember, God has not forgotten you. He has a special place in heart just for you. Whatever your present circumstance may be, God's thoughts towards you are good and full of hope for your future. You can be assured that he will keep and fulfill his promises to you. You are of great value and have so much yet to impart. There is a purpose for your life far greater than that which you may even realize right now. Can I encourage you to turn your focus from what your current circumstances may be and put your focus back on the Lord? Trust him to carry you through and to the hope or dream yet to be fulfilled. No matter what challenges we face in life, individually or corporately, nationally or globally, the power of breakthrough is activated when we begin to thank the Lord and praise Him through it. Just like the Lord spoke to me all those years ago, there are times that we need to recognize the power of His presence. Where His presence is, the light exposes and dispels the darkness. So let's do what the Lord says. Let's serve the Lord with gladness and enter in His gates with thanksgiving. As Psalm 100 verse 1 through 5 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For he is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. We must not lose sight of all we still have to be grateful for, our families, our friends, and what God has done in our lives and is still going to do in and through our lives. I've often shared that every morning I have two prayer times. When I wake up, I just thank the Lord for everything I can think of, for the roof over my head, for my wife, my family, my friends, and so many other things that I can be thankful for. I'm thankful to be part of what the Lord is doing and the privilege of His calling. I'm grateful for salvation. I just begin to thank Him just because, because, because He is worthy of my praise. I thank Him with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. And then before I leave my home or hotel room or wherever I may be, I then go to my knees and lay out my petitions and all my supplications. But I always want to start my day with an attitude of thanksgiving, and I want to close out each day the same way. This past January 1st, I was asked to do a Sunday morning service to kind of kickstart the year. In fact, the theme at the church was starting on the right foot. And I began to think about that. There are first things that must be first. If we're going to be successful, if we're going to walk in victory, if we're going to walk in the fullness of what God wants for us, we need to put first things first. 
And getting in the right step is to first thank him, be grateful, have an attitude of thanksgiving and appreciation, adoration and worship. And that's why every morning I want to start with that before I go to my knees and do my knee time. And then I can give the Lord all my supplications, my needs, my wants, my concerns. But I always want to give that special time where I ask him for nothing. I just want to adore him and worship him and be grateful for all of what he's already done. And just because, because, because of who he is. So I always want to start my day with an attitude of thankfulness and adoration. And I also want to remember every day to close out each day the same way. When we get things in perspective and we set things in right order or take the first right step, God is able to do things that only He can do in us and through us. We see in Scripture that even with some of the apostles, when they were imprisoned, they began to praise the Lord and gave thanksgiving unto God, even through their imprisonment. And He opened the prison doors. It's through an attitude of prayer, praise, thanksgiving, adoration, appreciation that breakthroughs come. Let's take some time, wherever you are right now, begin to thank the Lord. Make a list of things which you're grateful for. All the concerns of your life are still going to be there, but there's something about putting our focus on God with thanksgiving and appreciation for what He's already done in our lives that helps us to see from His perspective and paves the way for breakthrough. Oftentimes, the Lord is working on our behalf in ways we can't even see. Each and every day, there's so much for us to be grateful for. Commit today to come before the Lord with thanksgiving. Be diligent in your times of prayer, both individually and with people of like spirit. Armed with prayer of faith, we will see God working in us and through us as vessels of breakthrough. My prayer is for each of us to have a new season of prayer in our lives, a season of effective prayer. As we realign ourselves with God's kingdom and His righteousness, and as we realign ourselves with others that He has put in our lives, we will find new levels of release and victories and liberties. Yes, there may be perplexing things that go on in our lives, in our cities, our communities, around the world, and it can be overwhelming. We are not a people of fear. We are a people of faith, and faith gives us hope to trust and believe for the things we may not see right now. I like what the late Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole used to say, faith is believing the things you cannot see will come to pass. Fear is believing those things you cannot see will come to pass. But faith is of the kingdom of God and fear is of the kingdom of darkness. So in faith, let's give the Lord the drink or the adoration, the worship, the gratitude, the thanksgiving and the appreciation he so deserves. And as we give the Lord a drink, he fills us with his living water. We can draw from the well that never runs dry because it comes from the water source that never ceases. It comes from the river of God that flows from his mercy seat and the throne of grace. It brings healing and breakthrough everywhere it goes in and through us. We need to be a people seeking consecration, asking and believing in faith for him to do a work in us and get the rubbish out of our own hearts. We must be sure to have a proper perspective, keep proper perceptions, be in proper alignments and agreements and associations, and make sure that our attitudes are correct and right. And after we've allowed him to do a deep work in our hearts, sowing seeds of faith through simple obedience, he will pour out his rain and water the seed of our lives. Again, let us draw from the well that never runs dry, because it comes from the water source, living water that never ceases. Remember, you cannot change the past. But the decisions you make today define your future. A life that is truly surrendered to Him is no longer without hope. We possess the life of Christ in our hearts, and that spiritual force offers to lead us through every situation in this earthly life. His life brings salvation, healing, and deliverance to all who are surrendered to Him. I encourage you today, hold on to His promises and praise His name. 
His word over you is true. Let me conclude today's podcast with some lyrics that I couldn't get out of my mind on December 31st as I was preparing for the January 1st service at a church in Pasadena, Texas. I kept listening over and over to the song that Jesus Culture sang, I need you more than words can say. I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more, more than words can say. I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. More than the air I breathe, more than the song I sing, more than the next heartbeat, more than anything. And Lord, as time goes by, I'll be by your side because I never want to go back to my old life. I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more, more than words can say. I need you more than ever before. I need you more. I need you, Lord. And more than the air I breathe, more than the song I sing, more than the next heartbeat, more than anything. And Lord, as time goes by, I'll be by your side because I never want to go back to my old life. I couldn't get that song and those lyrics out of my mind. I need the Lord more today than even yesterday. You see, I'm nothing without him. There is nothing without him. And no matter what my life has been in the past, what I've gone through, what circumstances or challenges we ever go through, I still need the Lord more today than ever before. And I have a hope for the future because the Lord is with me. He is my lighthouse. He is the light in my storm. He is a light in the darkness. He is the light that gives us direction through the fog of life. He is our everything. I want him more, more than yesterday. I need him more, more than words can say. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.